We're really proud and stoked to say that this podcast episode is supported by JC Entertainment and Events. Now, if you know us well, you would have known that we've worked with JC in the past at Central Coast Music Festival. We've also had a lot of interactions. We see their work. Uh, they do a lot of work with the Central Coast Mariners. And of course, they can uh, do so much for your event as well. If you do have an event, anything from a wedding to a live stream or just some sort of production requirement for your event, then I would look no further than JC Entertainment and Events and check it out for yourself at jcentertainment.com.au. That's right. They've got all the technology that none of us can actually afford <laughs> or know how to operate. So let them do it for you. Head to jcentertainment.com.au to find out more. That track right there is by an artist that I brought you as my Monday Must a few weeks back. I think uh, it was one of the weeks. I'm not even going to make an attempt to remember. Yeah, but, but I think you were there, Cam. That's the only like <laughs> yardstick that I can measure this one against. Um, it's by an artist named Calvin Cheetah. Uh, he's from the Central Coast. He's an artist we've had on the show before, but in different forms. Uh, the track you heard just there was called Donated. And Calvin joins us again, but under a, a different project. Now, Calvin, welcome. How are you going? Great. How are you going? <laughs> very, very well. Now, the track we just came off there, Donated, I think the way I, I have characterized it is it's like it's it's not music you, you'll hear elsewhere coming out of the Central Coast in particular. It's very unique. It's a specific sound. And when we compare the the band that you came in for your last interview with us, Subprac, um, which keen-eared listeners that don't exist – might might know um, as one of the stings we play substance practice. It, it's where you might recognise the voice from. It's a it's a departure from that sound, and you're into somewhere completely new, relatively unexplored mm. for the area. Um, so maybe start by telling us about the journey from subprac to this project right here. Okay. Um, yeah. So substance practice was going ahead pretty well, and then um, the lockdowns hit, and so couldn't do any shows or anything for a while. So I started to produce music at home just by myself, learning and, yeah, trying to figure all that out. And then, yeah, a few of the songs started to sound pretty decent, I thought, and I kind of just finalised them and put them out there and decided to follow through with a solo project. And here we are. Donated was the first track. And that was the thing with Substance Practice as well. You were, at the time, I think you were based in Victoria. You had, it was predominantly here on the coast, but you had a couple scattered around the place, which no doubt made it a bit more difficult. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I was doing a couple of shows in Melbourne under the Subprac name by myself, even just to like keep the boat moving, you know. Bit of a panic at the disco situation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where Brandon Urie does it all himself, but still under the band umbrella. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then, yeah, just, it was getting too tricky to try and line up practicing and, booking shows and yeah i just decided to take a break from all that and go solo again and have you have you enjoyed that process kind of departing from the collaborative effort and and like definitely more instrument based music to a more produced sound that you're wholly in control of yeah for sure um it was pretty tricky getting the hang of things at the start but um having the creative freedom to do it all by myself um and then go back and change things based on what I thought would be more fitting for the song um, was definitely something that allowed for, yeah, more creative freedom and um, experimentation. So I've tried to blend a few different genres together for this project and see what comes out at the end of it. And 
no one can tell me what to do besides me. So <laughs> <laughs> you're your own boss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that sort of so you said it sort of started during lockdown. You just sort of experimented with music and sort of producing and mixing your own stuff. Is that all self-taught, or did you already have that knowledge before you went into sort of creating your own music? I had a little bit of experience from when I was younger, but um, I hadn't had any music programs on my laptop for about five years. So, um, yeah, it was kind of like starting from scratch again. Like, I still had a bit of a blueprint on how to record and whatnot, but I hadn't tried mixing or mastering myself yet. So, all these tracks are mixed and mastered by me, written, composed. But how, how did you find that process? Was it difficult or more difficult than you expected or was it easier than you expected? How, how did you find that process? It is difficult. It takes a lot of time. Um, but I feel like the more you do it, the more you get used to it and you sort of learn little things that help you the next time you go in for a new track or whatever it is. If you're just mucking around, then you can accidentally stumble across something that would fit in a track that you're already working on. So, yeah, um, it was it was a lot of learning. Um but, yeah, it was really enjoyable and I'm really happy now that I know at least to some extent what to do with that stuff. So yeah. It's easy. You just got to master it. Yeah. <laughs> Mate. It's <laughs> that simple. 10,000 hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I suppose the discussion that comes up a lot now because you literally can produce an entire track in your bedroom from mm. conception to mastering. Uh, from your perspective... Do you think this music would exist Did you not? had you not had that capability? I mean, obviously lockdowns meant you couldn't get to a recording studio, but imagining mm-hmm. they weren't there, would you have gone to a studio to do these or was it prohibitively expensive and were there other factors that would have stopped you from making this music? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I didn't really like go into making these songs that I've released now um, like with the plan to write them and record them the way that they were made. Like it was sort of like in the moment I'd just spend a couple of hours in my room putting something together and then I'd go listen to it later on and just figure it out from there. Um, So I don't think I would have gone into a studio to record these songs specifically the way that they are. I think they just became what they are naturally. And they probably wouldn't have ended out the way that they are too now, right? Because you said it was just you going through and, oh, let's try this, let's try that, let's put a little... You know, flavor over here. Wherever you went to a studio, they would have obviously had their own input into the music, and it might not have been your vision at the end of it. Yeah, for sure. That's kind of what I have really enjoyed about this whole process is not having to try and explain what I could hear in my head to someone else, and then have them figure out what I'm looking for or anything. So it was all up to me to figure it out, and yeah, it was really enjoyable. Was that a difficult process though, trying to translate what was in your head to okay, I want it to sound like this. And then actually having the tools to be able to make it sound like that, because that's another thing again. Yes, yes, it was tricky sometimes, but um, and it's just like trial and error, I suppose. And like I was saying, like you could start another track like months later, and then figure something out that helps a track that you'd sort of given up on previously, and then you can go back and finally get it finished. And yeah, like it, it's kind of all a big cluster, I guess. Like it was pretty much a year or so of putting these songs together at home. Um, and yeah, a lot of back and forth. I suppose it's a benefit of being able to actually do it like at your own pace because it's not like you can go, oh, oh, that's that's what I want. Let's book some studio time like at the drop of a hat in the same way that you can go home, open up your laptop and then just spend a few hours translating yeah. that into into the song that you want it to be. Um, in terms of influences for this project, like it's it's like you're, you're, you're without peers um, <laughs> in like on the central coast, but broadly too, it's very unique sound. And the only, the only artist that I can compare it to is an artist called Corbin. And that's on the elements of it. You're drawing on elements of um, like 
punk. It's got like an emo sound to it. It's got hip hop in it. It's produced. It's got all of these elements. So is there one or two influences that you can point to or is it a really melting pot? Um, well, I mean, like I was saying, I'm trying to do a variety of genres and stuff with this project. So I'm trying not to be influenced by only a few artists. Like I'm trying to take inspiration from as many as possible and use elements of their music in mine that I like. So Corbin is definitely a, a big influence there. Um, and yeah, I, I guess just 50 grand would be another good reference point for donated, especially. Um, and then there's still elements of Radiohead that I try to draw from. Um, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, some unreleased stuff that we've been privy to uh, hits the radio heads and even some Joy Division-y notes was one thing that I picked up on there. And there's also the track, I mean, for those listening who want to go look up Calvin, Calvin Cheetah on Spotify. Uh, Are You All Right is another one too. Ambient, um, calm production that's really, really nice on the ears. So there's a range in there. Now, with this project, is, is your intention to showcase all of these things, see what might stick and then go with that? Or are you going to keep it as wide-ranging for as long as you can? I think I want to keep it as wide-ranging as I can for as long as possible. Because um, I can't really, like I said, like predict what I'm going to write or record in the future. So I'm just going to let it happen the way it happens. And if I'm content with the way that something sounds and I feel like it suits the project, then I'll throw it up. So, yeah. Beautiful. I love the freedom. It's cool. It's it's something that we speak about and we see artists doing a lot on the show is like the the, the rise of like combination of bedroom recording and the ease of releasing music means and, and the lack of CDs anymore means cohesion in a body of work doesn't necessarily have to look the same way it has in the past. Mm. Is that something that's like factored into your head or is it just now I can make all this, I'm just going to do it? Um, if I was to record a full album, I'd probably want it to be conceptual in a way. So I don't know if I'd sort of pick and choose tracks that mold together well and then try and blend them in the final mix or something. But um, yeah, I guess while I'm still just releasing singles at the moment, um, I would like to keep those options open and keep as varied as possible. You obviously like the doing it all yourself, the, the way that that works. You enjoy that process. Are you tempted at all to book out a recording studio somewhere and get a second eye over any of your work or you you know you diy completely yourself and that's where you want to move ahead with your project um yeah i've considered it for sure like there's a song called untitled that i made at home in like an hour or something and that's on spotify as well that's like an acoustic sort of track with a bit of ambient synths and so there's a few other acoustic tracks that I've recorded demos of that I wouldn't mind getting a proper recording of in a studio. Um, but I'm not sure if I would go in to track instruments separately in a studio because I think I would, I'd prefer my own space to do that and somewhere I feel more comfortable and can do it in my own time and take my time with it rather yeah. than feel rushed to complete everything. But, yeah, if it's sort of like a two-track little acoustic thing, then I'd probably go into a studio to do that for sure. And let's talk shows too. You played uh, a gig in Sydney not too long ago and you recently played one up here at Hawkesbury mm -hmm. Brewing on the Central Coast, um, which is cool to see a local gig. So how, how were those experiences and are there plans for future ones? Yeah, um, they were both good. It was very different shows. So the one in Sydney was at a cocktail bar, which was very intimate. Um, it was the first time I'd performed these songs live, so... It was an interesting experience. Um, and then obviously at Hawkesbury Brewing Co, it's a much bigger venue with a lot more space, a lot more capacity. 
Um, and I will definitely be performing there again relatively soon. Um, but I think I'm going to try and perform around the coast more so than Sydney at this point. Just um, find my feet around this area and then maybe, yeah, move up to the big smoke, tackle them. <laughs> How have you found it? Because Eamon obviously touched on there's not many people making the same music that you are. Have you found it somewhat of an isolating experience trying to either have people hear your music or performing in venues where people might be like, well, hang on, we don't play this kind of music or whatever the case is. Like, How have you found that experience trying to get a bit more exposure yeah. by the music you're making here on the coast? It's kind of funny. Like... Some people obviously, you know, can take it or leave it. They don't really mind. Um, not huge fans of it, but they don't hate it. And then other people have come up to me and said that, you know, they absolutely loved it and it reminded them of some certain artists. Like at the Sydney show, someone said it reminded them of Massive Attack, which I hadn't even considered either. And then after Hawkesbury, someone said that it reminded them of Nirvana, which, again, I didn't, like, wasn't performing music like Nirvana, but it was just interesting that they got that sort of feeling from it. Um and so, yeah, it's it's been mostly positive, um, all the feedback, but I'm trying not to, I guess, let the reaction or response dictate how I feel about my performance. Like, I'm out there doing it just for myself, so hopefully people like it, but yeah. And it's so cool, that, I mean, like, the, the, the music exists in the first place and that you're doing what you're doing, but also that there's now places in our area that are facilitating that in the first place. Yeah. Um, have you enjoyed being able to play shows locally? Because that's like almost a novelty, especially because you've been in and around different projects in the past. Mm. Yeah, it's great to see more venues on the Central Coast now. Like um, I haven't been living here for like nearly six years and to come back and see a bunch of different venues opened up with like a good space and a good setup for performers. It's, um, it's really exciting and that's why I want to get out around here and See what all the fuss is about. <laughs> <laughs> um, what does the next uh, six to 12 months look like? Where do you mm. see yourself in five years? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, a couple of Grammys. And <laughs> but, um, now, the, the next track, um, I, I've kind of pushed that together with a few different songs. So um, it, I wouldn't say it's an album's worth of music, but it's definitely it definitely matches with a few of the others that are coming up. So um, it is a similar vibe to Donated, but um, when you hear it, you'll see you'll see how it's uh, slightly different, but still trying to expand the whole, the whole spectrum of my music before committing to a cohesive album. Is there anything in terms of, of themes or subject matter that you can tell us about this song before we do hit play on it? Um, or is it just a matter of hit play and, and let the listener feel for themselves? Oh, bro, there's so much, so much. So I'll just let you listen and figure it out. Um, yeah, I think the words speak for themselves. I don't want to speak too much. Well, let's hit play on it now, Calvin. Thanks so much for, for coming in and joining us once again. Thank you very much for having me.